recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as Neanderthal <laughs> Man and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. That's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella. That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> my ice cream is melting. <laughs> ben. ben. Four halogens in that list. It was, oh, my God. You were like, it's not the halogens. I'm like, no, Ben, no. Those damn halogens got me again. <laughs> and the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hello, trivia nerds. Welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today with Mr. Ben Young. Hello, Ben. Good afternoon. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Uh, Spider-Man on the loose today? Always. Always. Very good. Nobody put Spider-Man in a corner. You have a pair of headphones (laughs) on and another pair of headphones around your neck. I do. What? Oh, these are my Bluetooth. Still? Yeah. I'm I'm looking at my phone. Wow, he's like extra hooked up over there. When you get Bluetooth hookups for these things, then I can do that. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was like that. You want me to put your Bluetooth controller into my computer? If you want. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> when you get. I don't like the way you said that was sexually charged. I don't like the, how those <laughs> rolled off of your tongue like that. If, I need to learn whatever it is I just did so I can do that when I want to and not accidentally really to bend. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, in-house, we have Mr. Sam Mitchell. Hello, Sam. Hello. Welcome back, my friend. That's right. Sam is local to Jacksonville, so I enjoy bringing him in here every now and again. And uh, on the phone today, we have Mr. Drew Bucksbaum. Hello, Drew. Hey, how's it going? Good, my friend. We have Mr. Patrick Smith. Hello, Patrick. Hello, everybody. And we have Mr. Josh Mullen. Hello, Josh. Howdy, howdy. All right, we want to get to know everybody a little bit better. So, Drew, we're going to start with you. Tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. All right. I am Drew. I'm from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, and I work in property management. Nice, uh, boring stuff right there. I mean, something interesting about me, it's probably something the same that's interesting about you. We're going to Geek Bowl next week. Woo! Well, it'll, it'll have already happened when people hear this, but, you know, it's next week for me now. And, uh... We've actually come up with a permanent team name to counter the Sinister Six. Uh, what are you? The Nasty Nine? Uh, we're the Legion of Doom. Ah. We went, we went Do you have a, uh, a floating head fortress thing? What's that called? You'll have to find out. <laughs> the Fortress of Doom. I don't know what that thing's <laughs> called. The Hall of Injustice. I don't know. Something. Yep. Patrick, your turn. Tell everybody where you're from, what you're doing, something fun about yourself. Well, I'm from Northern Virginia. Uh, I work for the government. I guess the most fun thing I do is I subject my kids to hours and hours of trivial warfare and car trips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's teaching them right. That's growing them up right. It's gotten pretty funny now when I I put it on and the the baseline starts. I hear the kids go like, oh, no. But then I hear them. (laughs) 
I hear them imitating like Ben in the introduction. Nothing though. <laughs> The car seat behind me, you hear my, my daughter say, and we'll take a pause for the cause to worth up to 20 <laughs> juicy points. <laughs> and my, my older daughter loves Carmela, so she – that's the intro – and always says, I just want my groceries. My ice cream is melting <laughs> every time. That's hilarious. That's really I funny. love it. Very cool. And Mr. Josh Mullen, where are you from, what you do, and something fun about yourself? I'm from the Seattle area. Also work for the government in tax collection, so I can one-up you, Drew, in uh, the relative boredom of my perceived boredom of my job. <laughs> uh, I uh, something fun about myself. Well, some people might not find it fun, but since you called us nerds at the beginning, I think it's fair game. I really enjoy puzzle hunt events, uh, logic puzzles, things like that. Go to one every year. It's hosted at Microsoft. So, hey, if you're in the Seattle area. First weekend in May, let me know. 31 straight hours of just sitting in a room and doing doing puzzles. Real fun guy over here. Fun, <laughs> fun like guy. It's, it's, it's amazing. There's a lot of overlap between puzzles and trivia in my mind. but That's awesome. Sometimes it's not everybody's, everybody's game. And like Weird Al, Josh is straight out of Linwood. Mm. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Last but not least, Mr. Sam Mitchell. What's I up? I think they um, know where you're from, but what do you do and something fun about yourself? Yeah, I'm from right, born and raised right here in Jacksonville. IT guy by day for a recruiting company out at the beach, and then trivia guy at nights where I host a couple shows a week. But fun fact, I have also started my own podcast, which I now understand <laughs> the struggle that you have on a weekly basis. It's a little bit harder it's, than it seems, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard. It's real hard. <laughs> I love it when people start podcasts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, now you know. <laughs> It's like, why doesn't it just work when you plug <laughs> no. it in? Oh, my Last God. Last week, we lost the recording, and you just want to cry. It's awful. <laughs> it's just the worst. Oh, yeah. That's heartbreaking. What's the name of it? Uh, it's the Dinner Guest Rejects. It's just a pop culture type of comedy. Very cool. I don't cool. know how to describe it. So, How many episodes in are you? 30. 30 Whoa, episodes just, in. That's, that's nice. Dinner, yeah. dinner Guest Rejects. That's right. Give it a try, folks. <laughs> All right. So... Now that we know everybody, I think it's time for Warm It Up. Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. The part of Chris is going to be played by Jonathan today. And I can tell you that we have a set of first lines from works of literature. Oh. Oh boy! Crap! You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty warm right now. Let's just uh, let's just. Go <laughs> this is sent to us by Blaine Holderbaum. She hooked us up with some first lines from major works of literature. I'm going to give you the first line. You're going to tell me what book it came from. We're going to start with Sam. Oof, Sam. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of Number Four Privet Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. Mm, it's not a good when everyone nods their head yes, and I'm just sitting here. Oh, no. Stumped. I have, I have no idea. Oh, I've, no. I don't know who the Dursleys are. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is awful. <laughs> Somebody help them out. That is Harry Potter. It oh. is. Well, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes, Sorry, thank you. You have never read those. That seems like a gap in your knowledge, yeah, my friend. It sure is. That's well, really watch that series. be like the only one I knew on there. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, one of my teammates has read Harry Potter, so I got that going for me. <laughs> uh, all right, Josh. 
Since you just got one, I'm going to give you the harder one here. Well, that's that <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem Sucks entirely to be you. fair. <laughs> it was a queer, sultry summer, the summer they electrocuted the Rosenbergs, and I didn't know what I was doing in New York. Mm. <laughs> uh, I got to guess. Just, just because of New York, I'm going to just guess that this is The Great Gatsby. It is not, but good guess. Who else has a guess? Uh, I think it's Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. It is oh. not Catcher in the Rye. Okay. That was my guess. It is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Holy crap. <laughs> so that's a book. All right, Drew. <laughs> yeah, all right. It was a pleasure to burn. Uh, Fahrenheit 451. That is correct. I knew that one. I got. I knew that one. Yeah, sure you did. You don't, <laughs> even know, job. you don't even know Harry Potter. You just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> uh patrick when he was nearly 13 my brother jim got his arm badly broken at the elbow when it healed and jim's fears of never being able to play football were assuaged he was seldom self-conscious about his injury i feel like that's something i should know but i don't i know it who wants to help him out that's me uh to kill a mockingbird to kill a mockingbird is correct Harper Lee. Jim was spelled J-E-M. Ah. All right. Ben. Yep. Where's Papa going with that axe, said Fern. Crap, I know this. Is that from the Crap, I Know This series? Yeah. (laughs) Book three. I think I read this in 11th grade, but I can't think of the title. Probably before that. Probably before that? Yeah. Before in the 90s? Before you were in the 11th grade. I was in 11th grade in the 90s. That's when I would have read it. I'm saying that the difficulty level is not an 11th grader difficulty level. Oh, I don't know. Who has the answer? It's Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's uh, Web is correct. I've e. never White. read that. Really? I've never read that. Oh, that's a good book. Uh, Sam, call me Ishmael. Oh, that's Moby Dick. Oh, Sam is on the board. Good job, Sam. <laughs> Redemption. Josh. Where am I? All right, you better. I've known every single one except for Sylvia Plath. So please, <laughs> welcome to my world over here. Well, here we go. Let's see. In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember all the people in this world haven't had the advantages you've had. I don't know. And if this is The Great Gatsby, and, and I don't guess that, but I guessed it for the first one, I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to guess The Great Gatsby for this one as well. The correct answer is The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Hot dog. <Nice. laughs> you did that to me on purpose. Sir. I did. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to keep a poker face because I'm like, crap, crap, it's Gatsby this time. <laughs> You're darn right I did. I skipped around just to make that happen. <laughs> Uh, Drew, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. Crap. I should know that. Um, he gave you the first chapter. I, <laughs> that was there was no, no period in oh, that period sentence. Trust me, I've asked this one before too. I think that's just one sentence, right? It was one sentence. <laughs> yeah. Drew, just yeah, forget a, the rest nice of it. It's a little run on. Forget the rest um, of it. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, my man. <laughs> this is what this, that's the part you need. <laughs> that, yeah, I know that's the part I need. Uh, but I'm going to be stupid here and not know it. 
All right. Patrick, do you know it? It sounds like you might. That's a tale of two cities. It is a tale of two cities. You're darn right it is. All right, Patrick, your turn. If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied all before they had me and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. Um, I'm quickly learning that the first sentence in the cliff notes is not the same as the book. <laughs> but considering that Jonathan is being, I think is being diabolical, that I think is... Catcher in the Rye. It is the Catcher in the Rye. (laughs) And I didn't have to be diabolical. That was in order. It was perfect. All right, Ben. Yep. You better not tell nobody but God. You better not tell nobody but God. Southern, obviously. I don't know. This one escapes me. Does anybody want to help him? It's like a Mark Twain. Nope. I got nothing. This I is a book by that. Alice Walker. Oh, oh, the color purple. The color purple. It kill your mama. That's the next second sentence, I think. <laughs> Don't be able to tell about it kill your mama. Mm. Okay. I should have guessed that. I don't know why I did. I was disappointed in you, Ben. Oh, sorry. Sorry. On the whole, I'm never disappointed in you. I think you're amazing. <laughs> but just for that brief second, I was like, man, <laughs> God. If you had said it kill your mama, I would have guessed that. I didn't have that line hit. in my paper I know, here. I know. Blaine, why why you mess with Ben like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Sam. Christmas won't be Christmas without any presents, grumbled Joe, lying on the rug. Uh, grumbled Joe. Spelled J-O. A Christmas carol? Negative. Uh, Not even close. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's Little Women. <laughs> little Women! Uh, Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe, yeah, Meg, yeah. Beth, and Amy. Yeah. Gotta know your Little Women. God, <laughs> <Lee> Moses. <laughs> That's the only movie I did not watch. Uh, is that Was that Little Women? The new one, yeah. There's yeah, I did one. not watch that one. That's fair. Okay, so next up is Josh. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and oozy smell, nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing to sit down on or eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. See, I'm not positive whether this is the hobbit or the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. I am. And that's the that's the <laughs> well good. I'm glad you are. <laughs> uh, I would I would have to guess that this is the Hobbit. It is the Hobbit. Okay, good. <laughs> good job. Nice. All right, Drew. You uh, you obviously know your literature. No, I do not. You you were very <laughs> certain I've a moment a ago. Literary first lines before. <laughs> uh, here you go. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of good fortune must be in want of a wife. Yeah, no idea whatsoever. I'm not going to waste any time. Oh, man, come on. That's a huge first line. All right, anybody? I have a guess of Pride and Prejudice. It is Pride and Prejudice. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. That was a well-done guess. All right. Uh, Patrick, I first met Dean not long after my wife and I split up. I had just gotten over a serious illness that I won't bother to talk about, except it had something to do with the miserably weary split up and my feeling that everything was dead. I got nothing. I'll give you a hint. Know. It's not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a challenging one. This is one of the harder ones. This one in the Sylvia Platt might have been the hardest ones. Um, does anybody have a guess? Nope. This is Jack Kerouac's On the Road. Mm. Okay. And last but not least, Ben. Sure. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. I want to say Alice in Wonderland, but I don't think it starts like that. You don't want to say Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, you don't. Clocks were striking 13. I don't know, dude. Oh, anybody want to help him out? 
1984. 1984, George Orwell. And that is your warm it up, Chris. Question of the episode. Thank you, Blaine. Good job. Nice mix there. So honestly, that went way better than I thought for a yeah. literature. <laughs> I think y'all yeah. did great, Chris. Question. That was pretty good, actually. I'm feeling good about my teammates. <laughs> you me too. Sorry, John. Mine hasn't doesn't know the Hobbit or Harry Potter. No, not the Hobbit. Not the Hobbit. I got, I got the Hobbit. I got the Little Hobbit. Women. Yeah, but you know both of those, so you, at least you compliment each other well. That's in that right. One. What thank do you, you know? Thank you, ben. What do you know? I, I know stuff. Stuff. Okay. <laughs> For a perfect compliment, you need to know James Bond. Ooh. Yes. And, <laughs> do you know James Bond? No. Any current movie that's not a kids movie. Oh, I got that. <laughs> do you know that. any current <laughs> events? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. we're teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I don't want to do teams yet. I want to let you know. So we have we have the best patrons in the world, and if you're interested in supporting this show, you can do that at trivialwarfarearmy.com. That is the way that you earn the right to come on the show. And for those of you who are waiting to come on the show, I want to let you know that we have reached out to a lot of people and have had a hard time reaching you. Please make sure you set your spam filters to accept mail from Katie at trivialwarfare.com. Katie is spelled K-A-T-I-E at trivialwarfare.com so that when she sends you an invite or asks if you're available, that you get the message. All right. So today's game. It's Jonathan and Sam versus the trio of Patrick, Drew, and Josh. Ben is hosting, and it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you ten points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Round one, question one, your category is the Golden Girls. Oh, love it. Nearly every scene of the Golden Girls was set at the house that they shared. Which of the girls owned the house? I've never thought I can lock it in if you want. Please do. (laughs) Drew, you good with that? I'm good with that. All right, Patrick, write it down and circle it, bro. I have a guess, but no thunder, so roll with it. I'm locked in. Sam. Huh, yeah. Well, it's either Sophia, Dorothy, Blanche, or Rose. We have 25% (laughs) chance. Yes. Something so, makes me think it might be Rose. That's what I was thinking, too. And Sophia's the mom, right? Yeah. I don't think it's her, because she's living... I'm Sophia, by the way. Are you? Oh, yes. Of our group, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's He's her, because she was living with living with them. Right. So I don't think they were living with her. I mean, her. you would think it might be Dorothy, because Dorothy's the, the responsible one. Yeah. I thought it was Rose, too. That was my but initial... But something cut. about Rose makes me think it might be her. I agree. Let's do that. Okay. We're saying Rose. All right. I believe the answer is Blanche. It oh is boy. Blanche. Rose actually moved out at one point. Oh, no. And then, like, soon after moved back in. Yep. The, That's just uh, kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, this golden girl actually had the house left to her from her husband who passed away. And then she later picked up another one of the golden girls via an ad that she put in. It was actually Blanche. Oh, man. And, yeah, they, her and Rose got into a huge tiff on one of the episodes, and told Rose move out, and she moved out and moved right back in. I'm so disappointed in us. Yeah, me too. But I'm All impressed right. how much they know about Golden Girls. I so. am too. <laughs> Dude, I love the Golden Girls. Are you kidding me? 
I would say in that era, it was probably one of the best sitcoms of its era for sure. It was. Yeah. It's amazing. It's you know, amazing it's awesome. Show. It was about a bunch of fifty-year-old retired women. Yeah, yeah. And they're sitting there like that's what fifty-year-old looked like. Like you wouldn't think that a bunch of retirees, many of them widows, would be a funny show with them just sitting around eating cheesecake. But oh, it is hilarious. That show is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your second question round is in Ben murders a hit. Oh yeah. All right. Is it a mega hit? No. <laughs> don't steal my give him a chance with this. Don't damn. steal my meow meow. He's like, it was number thirteen for one week in nineteen seventy four. Name this nineteen ninety eight mega hit. <laughs> what, what year? Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. All right, which I'm out. peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot one hundred. I, I guarantee you, not even number one. This is mega a mega. Hit. This is a mega hit. You're so dumb. This, this is not debatable. All right, y'all ready? Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. All right, reading back your lyrics. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. So name the song. That's doggone Panic at the Disco song recently is jumping into my mind, and it's way, way yeah. wrong date for that crap. All right, we're locked in. All right. It's, uh, guys, I got this. It's, uh, it's still the one by Shania Twain. Nice. I actually know that song, but I didn't place it. Even knowing the song, I can't. I, no, it's, it sounds totally familiar, but it doesn't, I can't hear it. I'm glad that you know it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't get Barry Manilow's Looks Like We Made It out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll lock that in. All right. So Sam and I got into a long discussion using all of our musical knowledge <laughs> about the era and the trends and forces that impacted the music of the era. And then we realized that we didn't actually have any of that information and everything we were saying was just like farts in the wind. Uh, so we, we locked in with Backstreet's Back. All right. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. It is You're Still the One by Shania mm-hmm. Twain. Nice, Drew. That was a really good job, Drew. Good job. All right. Not my genre. Genre? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genre. Love I listen to a little of everything. So. I do too, but that was never. she's never been one of my favorites. She's never made her way onto one of my playlists. Okay. Your last question around is in Food and Love. Maurizio Catalan, at a 2019 art show in Florida, created a six-figure work of art by duct-taping what to a gallery wall? We can lock that in. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we right there. probably can too, right? <laughs> We're locked in. All right, you guys could talk. It's a banana, banana right? Banana. Yeah. So we'll we'll lock in with banana. We'll lock in banana. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we said banana. <laughs> yeah, it was in fact a banana. Yeah, this guy was. He kind of has a reputation for doing um, like silly things for art, but that's it's kind of out there, you know. And then there was actually a video of somebody like taking the banana off the wall and eating it. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same. That, that was a performance it. piece. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Obviously, it was part of the whole thing that made it worth twice as much. There you go. Scorch was it. that real or was that faked? 
the banana eating? Do we know? Yeah, it was real. Was that fake well, or real? That was a real video. I saw a video, but then somebody yeah. actually took a bite of it. Yeah, yeah, the person who bought it was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they were hoping to watch it decompose, I, I think guess. they bought it for like $100,000. Six figure. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the first round, it's 30 to 10. Josh, Drew, and Patrick haven't missed anything yet. Nice. How rich do you have to be? You had to say that? To spend 120000 on a banana duct tape to a wall. <laughs> How much money? I mean, why don't you just go buy a banana and buy some duct tape and do it yourself for less than 10? Because if you're rich enough, you've got enough influence, you could just say that you did it. You could buy influence to convince people that you did it yourself for you, less than 120 You could pay a butler $50,000 a year every day to tape up a fresh banana in your house. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And that's good money in South Florida. Round two, question one. Your category is Chip and Dale. What was the subtitle of Chip and Dale's TV series, which premiered on the Disney Channel in 1989? I can lock it in if you guys want to talk about it. We're locked in, bro. We're locked in. No discussion needed. Yeah, no discussion really needed. Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale. Dale. (laughs) Rescue Rangers. Yeah, let's, yeah. You you, you good with that? It's good to have young people on my team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll lock in Rescue Rangers. My favorite part of that is when the Chippendales dancers did their version of the Rescue Rangers. That was a very popular <laughs> show. <laughs> it really was. I don't think we watched the yeah, same Yeah, I don't think I saw that. that, too. No? Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, well, we did say Rescue Rangers. Correct answer is Rescue Rangers. What was funny about that show, looking back at it as I was researching, I was like, one of them was dressed just like Indiana Jones, and the other one was dressed just like Magnum P.I. <laughs> oh, I don't think I ever realized that. That's funny. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. As, as a kid, you don't make those connections, but looking back on it, like, That's yeah, funny. They, they totally were dressed like As that. a kid, you had never seen Magnum P.I. <laughs> oh, I, I totally watched Magnum P.I. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. Because my mom was in love with Tom Selleck, and we watched everything he made. <laughs> it's always weird to me in those older cartoons when animals are wearing clothes, yeah. but never pants. Yes, absolutely. They're just He's just wearing the Indiana Jones coat. Right, right. No pants. Man, opened Hawaiian shirt, no Let's pants. Let's be honest. Pants on an animal, that's kind of weird. I, so we're close. No, no. <laughs> pants. It would look completely different if you put pants on a chipmunk, bro. I don't think anybody would watch it. <laughs> All right. Your second question in the round is in Chippendales. The famous dance troupe gets its name from the New York club where it was invented. The nightclub, whose original name was Destiny 2, was renamed to highlight which of the venue's physical features. Do it again. The famous dance troupe gets its name from the New York club where it was invented. The nightclub, whose original name was Destiny 2, was renamed to highlight which of the venue's physical features. How do you spell two? Uh, I-I, so like Super Bowl two, Destiny I-I. I mean, I don't think it's a physical feature, but we got nothing better. I, yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to lock in. Okay. Uh, anyone have any idea? I can think of certain physical features that were highlighted at Chippendales, but I think it was renamed before that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a club's physical features, not the dancers that we're trying to find. I can't think of what a Chippendale would be in relation to a part of a club. But, but I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got less than nothing. Yeah, I can't. I can't think. Shockingly, Chippendales are not my area of expertise. Right. So, like, the roof could look like a chip. 
Well, if it's in New York, it's going to be in some high rise, and you're never going to see the roof. Okay, got it. The windows had a chip. <laughs> That's actually probably not a bad guess. Um, where they have a, they have a, an ice machine that gives you chips. <laughs> the room is oh, round. That like good ice chip. The good ice. <laughs> the good chip ice. Uh, chip and Dale and Dale. Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. If I say it over and over again, is that going to help anybody? Because no, I just have Rescue Rangers stuck in my head like the theme song <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> what about you? Do like Spanish? Helpful. Like Chip and Dale? Is that Sheep and Dale? I, I guess that's an explanation of why Chip and Dale didn't wear pants, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. Oh my God! It's chipping hey, making money on Rangers. the side as dancers. <laughs> the rescue rangers. I got nothing. I mean, window has got to be my best guess, I, but it's not a good guess. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Let's just roll with it. Take I, us out of Missouri. Window. window sounds good. Locked in. Okay. Ugh. What were we thinking? Well, we broke down the word after staring at it for about... Like, we broke it down. <laughs> yeah. So we went with the last part of it, end ale, and hoping A-L-E had something to do with beer. We, so we went with... We actually went all the way with it. We said it could stand for chips and ale. Yeah. Chips so. and ale. Maybe it's the bar. We thought about it. Let's hope. So we said the bar. When the uh, owners bought this nightclub, they decided to rename it uh, to emphasize the Chippendale Furniture that was inside the club. That was a style of furniture oh. named after of Thomas course. Chippendale. So the answer is furniture. Oh. Would you count a window at a piece of furniture? <laughs> can, I, can I go to rooms to go and buy windows? Uh, I can buy a bar at Lazy Boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Chippendale made bars, oh, though. whatever. <laughs> we both missed it. We, didn't, we wasted a lot of time, too. We didn't even come close. <laughs> All right. Ten points for Ben. So I asked those two questions to get to this category name, which is Chips and Dells. <laughs> wow. Wow. Was that in, in or and? Chips, Chips in Dells? N-I-N Dells. D-E-L-L-S. Due to shortages of Intel chipsets, the world's third largest PC maker is looking to shift more dramatically to using chipsets from what company? Intel's chief competitor. I want to run it by you guys, but I think I got it. Yeah, I got a okay. pretty good idea, too. We're locked in. Okay. This is one of those, when I hear it, I'll know it. So, what do you guys got? AMD? AMD is what I got. All right. Okay, good. Let's That's what I was thinking, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll lock in AMD. Once okay. upon a time, I used to make all my computers myself, and it was always a challenge to decide, did I want to go with an uh, Intel chipset or an AMD chipset? So, we said AMD. I also have built multiple PCs. The first two that I built were AMD, and the last two I built were Intel. The answer is AMD. Oh, yeah. Nice. What does AMD stand for again? I don't know. I think it's something micro devices. Advanced I think it's micro devices Intel's like chief competitor. I think <laughs> just they use letters from other words. The ICC. Yeah. At the end of the second round, score is 50 to 30. Patrick, Drew, and Josh have the lead. Okay. Your third round begins with a question in literature. 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 What year? 
Anybody else? <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Is this the first line of a book? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think that's played out. What European author wrote the portrait of the artist as a young man? How good are you at literature? Uh, I've never read Harry Potter, so. That's right, I forgot about that. (laughs) Guys, don't stress too much. I have this. I just want to run it by you. Excellent. That's the person whose names come to mind. You don't know who that is? Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Let me think about it for a couple of minutes here, or for a minute maybe. This is one of those where I literally get it wrong all the time. (laughs) It's like, how am I going to miss it again? Well, we're, we're happy you do. I'm a good confirmation guy on this one. When you say the right answer, I can nod. That's our answer. We're going to lock in. <laughs> okay. I'm second guessing myself now. Well, Hold on. So, so the only, what I, what I wrote down was Hemingway, but I don't know that he was European. Okay. I don't, uh, he's think, American. I don't, I don't think he was European. So isn't, isn't that the full title of, um, wait, can we read it again? Sorry. It's okay. What European author wrote the portrait of the artist as a young man? No, never mind. No, let's say it. What do you got? He had Jane Austen. <laughs> Rescue Rangers. I was, I was thinking Oscar Wilde at first, but I'm very much second-guessing myself. I like it. It's definitely an English no. or Irish guy. I think I think that's it. I get Wilde and Hemingway confused. Okay. I, mean, I shouldn't, but I do. That's <laughs> Which is why I'm surprised I did as well in the warm-up. I'd say, let's do Oscar Wilde. Okay. Definitely. All right, so... This question, for some reason, is one of those questions that I just continually miss time and time again. The name that came to mind was Dylan Thomas, so we went with Dylan Thomas. The Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man was written by James Joyce. Oh, Ah, Joyce. Ah. Lord have mercy. Well, that's, there's well, your Irish. I was right going Irish. Yeah. Golly, Moses. I, I mean, I miss it every time. I knew it wasn't Dylan Thomas. I knew it was somebody Thanks. I knew. Thanks. And I've never, I don't know Dylan Thomas. But. It makes two of us. I knew you were Thomas. wrong. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Your second question around comes to us from Rob Warman. Oh, thank you, Rob. Category sports. 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 What dying dangerous sport once held the world record for fastest ball speed at over 188 miles per hour? We are locked I- in. I think that's right. highlight. We, right? we got some meow meows over here. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely highlight. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Perfect. Highlight. Yeah. Meow right. meow. <laughs> <laughs> we also went with highlight. Yes. Correct answer is highlight. Uh, I watched a YouTube video of this as part of my research just so I can get a good it's feel for crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. All the big highlight players all come from this particular region in Spain. I think it's um. It's one of those regions of Spain. The Basque region. I think it's it's popular in Brazil, but a lot of the big players come from... um, The Basque region. Yeah, Basque. It's a Basque sport. How about that? And you can only play right-handed because the way that a wall is set up, if you try to throw left-handed, it goes out of bounds. So Hmm. So So do you get your equipment at Basque Pro Shops? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, See, I was was saying Keith Lee must be a big highlight player because they bask in his glory. He's basking in his glory, yeah. (laughs) Yours a little bit, yeah. Basque Pro Shops. That that fun. That pun. It caused physical pain. Like, like I was like, oh, oh man, I was bad. All right. So, your last question before the midpoint is: I was told there would be no math. Excellent. All right, I'm tapping out now. <laughs> a rectangular array of numbers 
is known by what term, which is eponymous to a movie franchise and a former Toyota model? I can lock it in, guys, if you needed to. Yeah, go ahead. Me too. 100% locked in. Okay. I, I even know. So I'm like, I'm like, what the hell does a rectangular array mean? <laughs> but Sam's over here like, I got this. I got this. Math is terrible, just for me at least, but I know this one. Uh, okay. We locked in with Matrix. Okay. And math is beautiful, not terrible. <laughs> I mean, no, just need to clear it, that it's up. It's terrible, but it I got it from both. the car. It's terribly beautiful. <laughs> it is Matrix. Yep, it is Matrix. All right, score check. At the end of the third round, the score is 70 to 50. Same team in the lead. All right. Your midpoint is in the National Basketball Association. All right. Since the advent of the draft lottery in 1985, seven first overall picks have won at least one NBA title. For four points each, I want you to name five of those seven players. This is one of those times I wish I paid more attention to the NBA draft. Yeah, I got three of them for sure. Yeah, just make a list of any top picks you can think of. Done. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for more on that list. I got five you can guess. That sounds fantastic. We're locked in. Okay. All right, so run through your list. What do you got? Uh... Definites are David Robinson, LeBron James, and Shaquille O'Neal. Kyrie Irving, did he when he win with the Cavs and get traded after that? Or yeah, that? he won with the Cavs. So that's four. My thoughts for the fifth are did Kevin Garnett ever win? Yes. He did? He liked that yeah, better than Boston. never nervous Purvis Ellison? He he won with Boston. Oh, all right. Yeah, good call. All right, so we'll lock in David Robinson, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kevin Garnett. All right. I'm I concur. <laughs> okay. I had three of those on my on my list. We're good. <laughs> so, Sam, you, you had some thunder on some of these. Yeah, it makes me feel good that they said all our names, at least. The ones, oh, we, ones we were talking about? about? Yeah. yeah. So I started us off with Olajuwon, because I feel like he was a number one overall. And then the rest of these really came from you. All right. So you said LeBron. Right. You said Tim Duncan. Correct. You said Shaq. I did. And you said Kyrie Irving. I did. So that's what we locked in with. I believe Olajuwon was 84 a year before this question. Uh-oh. Maybe. So here are your answers. David Robinson. Shaquille O'Neal. Glenn Robinson. Oh. Uh, LeBron James. Kyrie Irving. Tim Duncan. And Andrew Bogut. Hmm. Yeah, Lajor was too early. So we both got four? Or did you guys get five? No, y'all guess Kevin four. Garnett, who's, which is the There's no four. Kevin Garnett. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't a number one pick. I did go with Greg Oden. He was on the Heat, but <laughs> they lost that year. He they was arguing for I Oden. actually had Glenn Robinson as one of my lists and never nervous purpose, but I couldn't remember if either of them won. <laughs> Who did Glenn Robinson win with? At the end of his career, he was a backup for the Spurs in 05. Uh, At the end of the midpoint, 86 to 66, Patrick, Josh, and Drew in the lead. All right. Your fourth round begins with a question in literature. 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 Prospero was a magician in which Shakespearean play, which was initially labeled as a comedy. I feel like it's this one. I feel like it's that one. I'm not, not sure. I'm not good at Shakespeare. 
but I feel like that's the one. Okay. I trust you. Scary. <laughs> all right. We're going to lock in. Okay. Let's Ooh, not all talk three at pauses. Once. <laughs> that's, that's good. How could it originally be a comedy? Uh, my Shakespeare knowledge is no good. Yeah. Like, for whatever right reason, with you. Ma- Magician makes me think Tempest, and I don't know why. But from what I know of Tempest, I also don't think it could have ever been a comedy. So basically what I said is just no use whatsoever. So you're welcome. But it was a good job saying it. I mean, it was it was. Well it is put. a Shakespearean play, so it's got that working. Oh, man. I got nothing. I'm fine with Tempest. Yeah, let's just do it to get out of our misery. We'll lock in Tempest. Okie dokie. The one that came to my mind with the name Prospero is Merchant of Venice. And the the comedy part, I've, if I'm not crazy, I feel like the Merchant of Venice is where the pound of flesh came from. Mm. And so it could have been like a violent thing that maybe it was a comedy, but right. then it got relabeled. I don't know. But I, I feel like at some point in the past, I remember like saying the Merchant of Venice magician. How do those go together? <laughs> so I'm hoping that's the connection. And we said the Merchant of Venice. Pretty sure that the pound of flesh came from the two gentlemen of Verona because I read that in middle school. Mm. When Shakespeare first released his plays on what was called a folio, it was, an, it was called comedies and tragedies. So all of the plays were broken into either a comedy or a tragedy. Uh, later, the consensus is that they kind of renamed it as a romance. They kind of said there's, there's this whole subcategory place called romances. And The Tempest was one such romance. It is The Tempest. Oh! oh! Fantastic. Yikes. Man, that's, we, we no, don't that's need them getting things Jonathan, right. I don't yeah, know what hurts. it is. We don't need them getting things right when they don't know the answer. The hell is that? I pulled that right out of my Jonathan. Your second question of the round is in food and love. What four-letter seasoning has a base of allspice and scotch bonnet peppers and often includes onion, garlic, cinnamon, nutmeg, and brown sugar? Oh, Jesus. I didn't realize you were going to have a list like that. (laughs) Go go again? What four-letter seasoning has a base of allspice and scotch bonnet peppers? And often includes onion, garlic, cinnamon, nutmeg, and brown sugar. To clarify, I did say often includes. That's not an exclusive list nor an exhaustive one. And you called this a seasoning? This is a seasoning. Don't stress out about it too much, guys. I want to check it with you, but I'm pretty sure I got it. I like the sound of that. I am an expert in both food and love, so. I would say I am but I don't mix them, so. Yeah, George Costanza showed that was dangerous. But pastrami is the most <laughs> sensual of the salted cured meats. <laughs> oh, it's struggle bus. All right, we're locked in. All right, guys, so I'm pretty sure. So a scotch bonnet is pretty similar to a habanero, but yeah. in Caribbean cuisine, it's referred to as a scotch bonnet a lot. And I'm pretty sure this is a jerk seasoning because yeah. it always has allspice and scotch bonnet but it can have all those other things too. So I completely agree with you on that. I, I, I concur, definitely. We will say jerk. Okay. I lost my score page. It's <laughs> weird. We're winning. Jerk. <laughs> Should have thought of that. You know, <laughs> the pepper. I yeah. knew they were hot, but I couldn't think of anything. We said a roux. Mm. Mm. 
Well, that doesn't I like their answer. Well, their answer actually does have four letters in it. Um, answer is jerk. Rue has four letters. Oh, Rue has four letters. Or, 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 R-O-U-X. Yeah. Oh. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we already feel bad. Oh. So I need to correct myself on something else I said. The pound of flesh actually is from the Merchant of Venice, not the Sujarma Verona. Yeah. That's so awesome, yeah. Facebook, I corrected myself. <laughs> Unfortunately, you I don't need it. Do, 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 Unfortunately, Jonathan's going to leave the correction out so Facebook still harasses you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could correct myself with all these wrong answers. Is it Yago who demanded the pound of flesh? It was Shylock. Oh, right, Shylock from, uh, is Yago was Othello. Othello, yeah. Othello. Yeah. All right, got my Shylock wrong character. Shylock is the name that I get Prospero mixed up with. Mm. <laughs> Your last category in the round is in music. Music. I was waiting. <laughs> Who is the only person to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times? I knew this. Oh my god, I knew this. I've heard this before. Yeah, I have too. We've done this before. We've done it before. I've asked this question before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fairly confident, but um, we we'll we'll talk. I'm going to write down a bunch of names, and hopefully one of them will be the answer that you say, and then I can say, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Do it. Do I it. had that written down, too. <laughs> but you seem to have 600 names on your piece of paper. <laughs> Just being thorough. We're going to lock in. All right, guys, I'm pretty sure it's Clapton. Okay, because what are the categories? Because obviously it's not three times for the same thing. Solo, Cream, and the other is band. Is it Derek were. and the Dominoes? Or? Yeah, pretty sure. That is one of the names I wrote down, by the way. Okay, I'm I'm fairly confident it's Clapton. All right, let's do it. I, I know that Layla, something, and there's a, there's a third song that all hit number one that are all written about Patty Boyd, and they're all written by they're written by different people too. So that's interesting. Yeah, Eric Clapton and George Harrison married the same women, same woman, not at the same time, but <laughs> Clapton. So you locked in? Yeah, Clapton. Yeah. Um, we didn't say Clapton. <laughs> we did not. We did say a Beatle, though. Yeah, we were hoping for the Wings Beatle solo combination and went with McCartney. Uh, this artist was inducted as solo, and then separately as a member of Cream and the Yardbirds. It oh, is Yardbirds. Eric Clapton. Mm. All nice. right, nice. Oh, Sam, we are sucking right now, bro. We're turning it around right here. We are? Yeah. You sure? Guaranteed. Oh. Oh, he's guaranteeing a turnaround. That's right. What's the score? It's 116 to 66. We We need a turnaround. (laughs) We got this. Honestly, like Clapton there, I knew that. Yeah. I'm struggling today for some reason. Sorry. I'm okay with it. Was he in the Traveling Wilburys? No. No, it was the Yardbirds. Okay. Oh, man. Brain. Brain is hard. But you do look beautiful tonight. <laughs> you look wonderful tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Let's start a new round, shall we? Your fifth round begins with a question in movie Tribond. Name the actor or actress who appeared in the following movies. Tyson. Spawn. And The Dark Knight. Oh, God. Um... Be really helpful. I can remember this actor's name. The first movie was Tyson. Yeah. Yes. Like Mike Tyson. Spelled the same way. Yes. Oh, it would be so helpful if I could remember his name right now. 
Do you know other things he was in? Or if you could describe who he was, then when when we're when we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, I've not seen either of these three movies. If I if I have the right guy and have the wrong name, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry in advance. We're locked in. Okay, so I can't remember his name for the life of me. It was the guy who played Spawn, and in Dark Knight, he was uh, he was like one of the bosses that Joker took out. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Is he in anything else? I mean, obviously, I just can't think of. Mm. How old is I, he? I've never heard of the movie Tyson, and I. Yeah, I know. I, know. Never, I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch Tyson. Subtitle is a chicken nugget story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd watch that. Uh, How old is he? Describe him. Is he white? Black? He's black. Well, at least at the dark night point, I, uh, I'm not pulling it. What'd you say? How old was he? Probably in his forties. Forties. Is he I conventionally just, handsome? I mean, I'd say he's like an average-looking dude. He's a black guy who made it in Hollywood. He had to pass <laughs> so a lot of hurdles to get handsome. there. That dude's gonna be good-looking. I can't remember his name for the life of me. It's driving me crazy right now. I'm not gonna pull it. I know exactly who it is, because I love Spawn. Well, throw out something because I I got nothing. Sorry, I, I think I can I think I can picture who you're talking about, but yeah. but I but I'm not nowhere near his name. Is it like Michael T or has he been in stuff for a while or is he new a relatively new actor? Spawn's not Sp- exactly new. Spawn was like what like ninety three ninety four. Oh, was it? I, I've never yeah. seen it. Ninety three ninety four. It's not like Cuba Gooding Jr. or something. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great, though. Uh, let's do a Spawn remake with Cuba. <laughs> All right. Johnson in, even though I know that's not it. Yeah. John, go, with, right. go with Johnson? I like it. Go with uh, Lucky Johnson. Yeah. No, just, just Johnson. No first name. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew told the same story that I told Sam. I was like, okay. This guy played Spawn. I think he was one of the mob bosses when Joker was making his rise in the Dark Knight. And the name that came to me, and I'll real feel really bad if I get the name wrong, but I said Michael Jai White. Oh, I don't oh. think you got it. Drew looks like you really <laughs> definitely didn't. No, get it. he yes. did get it. Ironically, <laughs> I was, I was like, I don't know why White is sticking in my head. That was, that was the name I was thinking about. Just. Pulling, oh. He said Michael. I was like, oh, God. They're gonna I know. When he said Michael T, I'm like, <laughs> like oh, no. He just no. fell off his chair. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you so, okay? He just fell off your I'm, chair. I'm good. <laughs> he, was, uh, he, he played Mike Tyson in the HBO movie Tyson. Uh, he also was Jax Briggs in all the Mortal Kombat movies. Yep. Uh, he is definitely a sex symbol, um, <laughs> and his name is Michael Jai White. There we go. Turnaround has begun. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, no, you were saying everything that I was thinking, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to get this. <laughs> why didn't you spit out the name you were thinking of? Yeah, why didn't you say white? I, I just felt like Johnson. I was really wrong on that. It was writer than white. I mean, Johnson. It was. It was a lot writer. It was also a lot whiter. <laughs> uh, there is nothing whiter than white. <laughs> also, it was a white right guy. about that. You're white about that. It was a white guy. <laughs> it was a white guy. It's a white guy. See, that was the problem. You said he was a black guy. He ended up being a white guy. Yeah, I was a white guy. 
Your second question this round was inspired by our friend Kel Sowers. So this is about <laughs> bad beer? This is uh, the category is four-letter words. <laughs> four-letter words. What four-letter word is a standard measurement for firewood, an alternate name for a pulmonary disease, or decorative trim comprised of multiple strands sewn together? You guys got it? I think so. I think so. We're locked in. Right. I don't know what that second one means, but so I was thinking cord. cord. Right? Yeah. Cord's what I got, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's say cord. Locked in? Locked yeah. in. All right. We said it's a cord of firewood. Yes. Cord of firewood. Cord is multiple strands sewn together a lot of on a lot of military uniforms. And then uh, C-O-R-D, uh, chronic obstructive respiratory disorder, is an alternative oh. for COPD. Oh. COPD. Okay. It is cord. Thank you, Kale. Your last question around is in science. 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 (laughs) (laughs) What Swedish chemist invented dynamite in 1867? We're locked in. Nobel. It was Nobel, yeah. All right. It's got to be Nobel because it's always funny because it's like Nobel Peace Prize. But Nobel invented dynamite. That's oh, right, song. right, yeah. Yeah, so it, locked in with Nobel. Yeah, we'll lock Nobel in. Sure it's not Jimmy Walker? <laughs> <laughs> he in, he in, no, he invented dynamite. <laughs> uh, we also said Nobel. So the the reason, it's funny because those things are related. His reputation was awful. His place. He, he was like, he was thin, seen as a person who had done really destructive, horrible th- things. And so he donated his fortune or part of his fortune after his death to create the Nobel prizes to rehabilitate his own image. That was why they exist. So it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So we said Nobel. It worked. Everyone thinks he's a great guy. now. Exactly. <laughs> Correct answer is Alfred Nobel. At the end of the fifth round scores one thirty six to 96. Josh drew and Patrick still in the lead, but we're not going to get locked out, Sam. Mm-mm. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's going to come down to wagers. Well, and getting the gauntlet right. <laughs> that makes a difference, too. Sure. Your sixth round begins with a question from Kylie Diggs. Thank you, Kylie. Category is music. Music. Make the people. No. Oh. I, I, yeah. did it. I did it about a half second early. The first MTV news program was called The Week in Rock hosted by what former Rolling Stone editor and MTV mainstay? We're locked in. Uh, gentlemen, I believe this is Kurt Loder. That, that, would, that would be a good guess, yeah. I'm good with that. All right, locked in. All right, Jonathan and I both wrote down Kurt Loder independently, so we are going with that. We're locked in. He is the MTV news guy. He is Kurt Loder. Excellent. Then, uh, he, he was, and then Tabitha took over. Yep. Tabitha Sorensen, something like that? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a movie producer now, or she has like a company that, that, that greenlights movies. Oh, hmm. nice. Yep. Well, four of the original folks are still doing uh, Sirius XM. Really? Hmm. They, they do the 80s channel. Wow. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny how MTV doesn't really have music on it anymore. It's really interesting. <laughs> that joke was funny <laughs> 20 years ago. Well, there's like no learning on the learning channel. Yeah, hey, well, no, I learn hey. a lot on the Learning Channel. I need my ancient aliens. <laughs> I learn a lot. I learn 
how to not throw up when I watch people get surgery on their feet. <laughs> All right. Because that's a skill you need in your day-to-day life. That is the grossest show on TV, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Your second question around, and also your last question, come from Jay Hyatt. Thank you, Jay. This category is the saddest musical ever. Aww. In Les Miserables, what is Jean Valjean's prisoner number? And, and for two bonus points, if the number were a zip code, what state would it be in? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I never seen. I have some part. ideas. I, I got a chance at the bonus if you know what the answer is. Yeah, no, I, I very much know what the answer is. All right. Les Mis is my favorite musical. They didn't mention this in the cliff notes to Les Mis in high school, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's like a whole song about it in the musical, right? Maybe I should shut up while they're talking. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't shut up. <laughs> Just sing songs from a different musical. He's like, yeah, keep talking so we can gather some hints from you. <laughs> Shit, I should have been The listening. Avenue I'm taking you to, 42nd Street. <laughs> so, I'll tell you, gentlemen, Jonathan never cheats, but he will use information as you give him against you. <laughs> the sun will come out Pardon me, tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that. Actually, tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I know the state, too. Ooh. Hey, Drew, before you say it, can I guess the last three? Because I think I might know those. Okay. I, I mean, it's not going to matter for anything. I just want to see if I knew it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, the first two will be the state. <laughs> We're locked in. Does it end in three, two, four? No. No? I, I have that it's, in my uh, head from something. Does something. it end it's, in it's two, four, seven, six. three, oh, nine? No, it's <laughs> two, four, six, oh, one. And I'm pretty sure I want to say it's Maryland. Ooh, that's really close. Uh, two, four, six, oh, one, Virginia. I'm two, two, oh, three, where I live, and I believe further south, two, four, four, five, oh, I believe is where I went to college. What state was that? Virginia. <laughs> also Virginia. <laughs> well, then I say we go Virginia. Then if you had a zip code, Maryland. Yeah, let's let's say for. Uh, so two four six zero one in Virginia, locked in. How in the hell do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the number or the yeah, state? Yeah, the number. Well, the state. I, I don't care. Are you kidding me? I love Les Mis. It's my favorite musical. Oh. <laughs> it is like a whole song about Prisoner yeah. two four six zero one, right? Oh, yeah, is yeah. there? Okay. Yeah, that's the part that I said that Sam heard, and yeah, I should just, just shut up. No, I disagree. Well, with neither that. one of us have seen this. Our goal is to come up with a five-digit number that was correct. So, out of all of them, <laughs> we had a stab in the, the stab in the top. only only a hundred thousand choices there. Yeah. We went with zero zero eight one two because we didn't want to say OU eight one two because that U was going to mess it up. So zero zero eight one two, and we guessed New York. Jean Valjean's prisoner number is indeed two four six zero one. And that zip code is located in the state of Virginia. Oh, Ooh. wow. Good job. There's some serious teamwork happening on that team right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the like, like supporting each other's answers. It's pretty good. Your last question before the gauntlet, as I said, come came also from Jay Hyatt. 
Category is geography. Geography. What city is the only state capital, so U.S. state, to be named after a person that was executed? I got some good ideas we can discuss. Define executed in this case. Like execution style or executed by an authority? Executed by an authority. We're going to lock in. All right. Okay. What are your thoughts? All right. I was trying to think of state capitals. That I believe like Columbus died of old age. Okay. I don't think Raleigh was executed. I don't know who Montgomery is. Right. Or Jackson. Well, Jackson was a president. He did. He was well, not right, executed. All right. But what? <laughs> Stephen F. Austin, I don't believe, is executed, but I believe St. Paul was executed. Oh, St. Paul. Let's roll with it. I like that. We'll lock in St. Paul. Uh, No, no, no. Minnesota. The state? The The city. I want the city. city. St. Paul. We'll lock in St. Paul. St. Paul. That's the right answer. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't get there. You're the the West Coast guy. Yeah, I didn't get all the way there. We said Raleigh. Give me a moment. Oh, maybe he's having to check. If you're checking, St. Paul was executed. (laughs) But maybe it was named after a different St. Paul. So that's that's what I'm checking. St. Paul was definitely executed. I'm just verifying whether St. Paul was named after that St. Paul or a different St. I think I'm going to have to accept both answers. Yeah, I think think St. Paul's a very valid answer. Yeah, I'm going to accept both answers because they're they're technically so. Both Raleigh correct. was correct. Raleigh's also correct. I thought that he had, had the some. The, the answer given from Jay was Raleigh. Yeah, but St. Paul in this case is also a correct. I think answer. that's great. So credit to both teams. All right. Good. How about that? Both teams pulling one of the right answers. <laughs> that's, that's nothing wrong with that. That was the first time for everything. I think Raleigh was my second guess, but. I thought that he had had some pirating or had a plot against the king or something, and that's that's exactly what happened. You guys, uh, going into the final, to the gauntlet here, you guys have had a great game. 168 points to 116 points. Our final score is equal to your score at the end of the fourth round. <laughs> wow. It's going to be a shame when we screw up this question, though. <laughs> Well, hey, live in the moment. You've earned it. All right, what's the category for the gauntlet, Ben? Your gauntlet category is famous generals. All right. All right, we're locked in. Our our wager is locked in. Our wager is locked in. All right, here's your first question in the gauntlet, famous generals. In 2013, General Electric sold its shares to what media company with Comcast as the buyer? Wait, say again? In 2013, General Electric sold its shares to what media company with Comcast as the buyer? So they owned a media company and they sold it to Comcast. I want the name of the company they sold. Oh, I thought you were saying they sold it to a media company. No, they sold And Comcast it. was the buyer. Yeah, that's why I clarified <laughs> it. They sold gotcha. a company to Comcast. What's the name of that company? We're locked in. All right, our answer is locked in. Okay. Your second question, famous generals. The General Lee was arguably the biggest star on the Dukes of Hazard. What were the first names of the Duke brothers? We're locked in. You should have asked for the cousins. That's uh, Bo and Luke. Drew, would you have gotten it if he'd asked for the cousins' names? No. Oh, damn it. Why didn't you ask for the cousins? <laughs> 
Well, that was like one season after they had the contract. It was one or two seasons. Man, that that question is so damn easy. It's ridiculous. Sorry, I'm bitter. Go ahead. (laughs) So you're all locked in? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, our answer is locked in. We're supposed to say that. Hey. (laughs) All right. All right. Here's your last question. George Custer was a general due to a battlefield promotion during the Civil War, but he was a lieutenant colonel at the time of his death, which occurred in what U.S. territory and eventual state of the same name? I'll lock that in. Me too. We're locked in. All right, so we're locked in. Ben's gauntlet questions were a lot easier than his regular (laughs) questions. Yeah, we're locked in. So in 2013, General Electric sold its shares of what media company with Comcast as the buyer? We said NBC. NBC. We also said NBC. <laughs> NBC. All right. What were the first names of the Duke brothers? Uh, we went with Bo and Luke. We too went with Bo and Luke. And uh, where did was George Custer? Where did he die? What was where was the place of his death? He died at Little Bighorn. That's in Montana, the current state of Montana. That's right. I have been there. It's been Montana. So, that played a lot easier than I thought it was going to. <laughs> it was a hell of a lot easier than the rest of the game, that's for sure. Well, that's what happens when a bad trivia player writes questions. It's hard to tell which ones are hard. Which ones aren't. All right, but y'all have been tolerating it for five years, so I guess I'm doing okay. Oh, man. All right, so GE uh, sold its shares to uh, NBC Universal to Comcast. Uh, we'll accept NBC as an answer. The Duke brothers are indeed Bo and Luke. The cousins would have been Coy and Vance, by the way. Ah, gotcha. Oh, nice. Was yeah, Daisy gross. a cousin also? She was. Yeah. Okay. John Schneider and Tom Wobat, right? Yes. Indeed they were. Nice job. They, they were reunited on Smallville years later. And uh, General Custer was killed at the Battle of Little Bighorn in Montana Territory. All right. Everybody got it right. Everybody got it right. It means it's come down to wagers. Gentlemen, I can tell you that Sam and I felt confident in our knowledge of historical generals. We bet it all, 116, so we doubled up to 232 points. That means you need to have wagered 64 to tie or more than 64 to win. What did you wager? So we we had the debate, you know, going over how you guys were going to wager, and I said I felt more comfortable covering your all-in bet, and I'm really glad that we did that because we wagered 65. Yeah. With a final score of 233 to 232, your winners today are Patrick Smith, Drew Buxbaum, and Josh Mullen. Congrats. Gentlemen, that was a really well-played game. Y'all did really, really well as a team. That was a lot of fun. I I wouldn't have done nearly as well if I didn't have these two guys, that's for sure. I think each of you complimented each other pretty darned well. Yeah, that's pretty great. Absolutely. All right. I told Sam when we were wagering, I said, if Drew picks, they're going all in. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but I think the other ones will talk him down. But in the end, I was like, you know, it's just not worth it for us to protect against the 13 or whatever it was that we would have to protect against. So that's why we went all in. The reason the reason I wanted to cover you guys going all in is because I knew you were you were going to say that I was going to push for a big bet. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Indeed. Oh, well, if it had been a harder question, things might have been different, but they weren't. Yeah, John, the strategy there is, is good in terms of trying to anticipate the other team. I always start my line of thinking with what is the range of bets that are reasonable, right? So from zero to whatever it is. And in your guys' case, there's no reason why you would bet more than 71 points. That's it right. just doesn't make any sense. I agree with that. Yep. All right. Well, we'd like to give everybody a chance to do a shout out or to promote a cause that they care about. Drew Bucksbaum, we're going to start with you. Yeah. 
So my cause actually right now um, is actually up on my Facebook page if anyone wants to go to it. My mother passed from colon cancer a few years back, so every every March I do a, a run up here a 5K. So colon cancer is kind of my cause, so that's what I'm promoting. All Not right. getting colon cancer, no, no, no. finding a <laughs> cure for it. You're against yes. it? I, I'm, a, I'm anti-colon cancer. And uh, I have a friend who runs a show called the Colon Cancer Podcast, which is a great resource for anybody who might be struggling with that. Nice. All right, Josh, your turn. All right, I would say uh, cancer research in general is good, but I'd say find something local to you and uh, donate your money to them to help the people that are around you. Uh, my wife has a brain tumor, and so we uh, mm. um, we visit the the Ivy Brain Tumor Center uh, down in Seattle uh, pretty often, and so it's great to see support for that local place because it's full of a bunch of great doctors and a bunch of people that are able to support my wife, our family, and her treatment. And so it's near and dear to me is supporting not only just research about tumors, cancer, illness, but something that's local to you so that you're impacting the people directly in your community. Absolutely. Very good. Patrick, you're up. I don't have many causes. It might come as a surprise. I'm a middle-aged white man who doesn't have a podcast. But um, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, you're a rare bird. Uh, that's I a heard, real surprise. I heard recently the Pope was advocating that people for Lent give up being an internet troll. So I think I get behind that. And maybe you can just get rid of stop being an internet troll forever, wow. not just for Lent. I but. love that. I actually really love that. That's really great. <laughs> Treat people nicely, even online. Hmm. Indeed. Very cool. Thank you. And we're gonna wrap it up with Sam. Yeah, just ask that you listen to Dinner, Dinner Guest Rejects. It helps if I pronounce it correctly. But yeah, check it out. Very it's 20 cool. minutes of your time that you won't miss. All right. Sure I was just thinking, enough. unlike their wagering strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did take a minute. Hey, it paid off. Paid off. You're not wrong. It paid off. It was a good job. All right, that's going to wrap us up. So for Drew, for Patrick, for Josh, for Sam, and for Ben, my name is Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trivial Warfare. Be sure to check out the revamped TrivialWarfare.com as your one-stop shop to submit questions, join the community, and get access to over 150 archived episodes. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. For help with your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. Josh, I don't know if you realize this. This is the second time you've beat me on Trivial Warfare. Oh, wow. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I'm He's like, I knew that. you looked familiar. I was like, I know that I voice. ground you into powder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get going, uh, this is a big coffee mug. I need to take my own pause for the cause if you... I can take five Bye. and go to the restroom if you need to. Your second question around was the spots was, yeah, we're going to do that Oof. again. Yeah. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> what is going on? You can't think and I can't talk. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. It usually is. <laughs> Ooh, that was something. Yeah, but, but so honestly, the, it's funny because you guys went through all the right logic and and kudos because all the decisions you made, everything sounded right. Um, to shorten that for the future, if you ever want to shorten that, the question you have to answer is, "What do you think we're going to do?" As soon as you ask and answer that question, that tells you what to wager. 
without any other details. But it is what it is at this point. That's five minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, if you had made it a more competitive game, we might I have had know. an easier uh, wager. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I did have time to notice that Ben and I are both wearing lanyards with nothing attached to them right now. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do think that's the, the same lanyard. The same lanyard. Yeah, they got, they got my early bird specials. I mean, Comcast owns NBC. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. Yeah, G, the G building used to be where NBC was located in New York. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. You got to so say NBC? it like Howard Stern had to say it. WNBC. 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 <laughs> <laughs>